Hi, um, and welcome to our first episode of Between the Bookends. I'm Maggie Hackett. And I'm Mary Frances Galandri. And this is going to be an audio series which focuses on writing, why we write, and how we write. As writers, of course. (laughs) So um, first, I guess we'll do some introductions about who we are. Um, My name is Maggie Hackett, and I am... Uh, criminal justice and communications double major at Aurora University and I'm a junior and um, I've been writing for the last um, five years I think like as kind of more professional um, take on it. Mary Fran? And I'm Mary Frances Galandri and I am a senior social work major at Aurora University as well. And I have been writing for about four, almost 14 years, um, and I have also self-published three novels. So now that you know a little bit about us, we're going to kind of delve into our writing backgrounds. And I guess I'll start off first with that. So um, I, I really started kind of dabbling around in writing. I mean, kind of just like a fun little thing when I was about 9 or 10 years old. I actually got an idea um, from this dream I had where this girl um, who's related to Sherlock Holmes helps basically stop a bad guy. And um, it was actually called Shadow Holmes because I guess I thought the name Shadow was kind of (laughs) cool when I was a kid. But um, that was kind of like one little mini kind of story I wrote. It wasn't very good, obviously, because I I was very young. But it was still fun and kind of broadened my horizons with writing a little bit. Um, I eventually got more serious when I was in eighth grade. Um, I had an English class that really encouraged us to broaden our horizons in writing, and um, my teacher was really good about having us try new things and put out um, new types of writing and go out of our comfort zone um, every week. And I really kind of developed a love for poetry in that class. Um, overall, like I had already been writing lyrics, and um, since I was a very little girl, about maybe nine or ten, I was really into singing and stuff, and I still am, and I still write lyrics. So I'm also very into that, and that's kind of how I got maybe more of a poetic element to um, my writing. And then one day when I was about 15, I was just really bored one summer day. So I basically pulled out a blank spiral notebook and took myself on an adventure when I uh, wrote through my first heroine, Isadora, in my first book, which is The Locket, but I don't know if I'm actually going to publish it or not because it's kind of, I don't know, it's it's kind of like a fantasy novel and um, I'm just trying to see where it goes for now, but um, the genre I basically focus on is fiction, as I kind of said, like fantasy. Um, I really like uh, the idea of epic novels and kind of like a historical edge to them sometimes. Like I'm I'm really interested in different um, time periods and I also kind of like a little twinge of mystery because I think that's really fun. And um, my current work in progress is a book that's called The Something, which I also got the idea from a dream, which was really interesting. But essentially, it follows um, four mermaids who are actually caught up in an oil spill and um, takes kind of a darker turn from there. But I don't want to reveal too much yet since it's a work in progress. Um, 
and I'm Mary Frank Laundry again. And I was I was a reader at first. I loved to read, and I loved the stories that I could read when I was a child. And when I first um, began writing, really writing, was when my grandpa passed away very suddenly when I was almost eight years old. And I kind of needed an outlet to project into. Um, so I began writing little historical fiction stories that were absolutely awful. But they were a good projection for me to um, kind of explore my writing. And for and that, occur, well, that went through about my junior high period. I wrote a full-length novel in junior high, but it was absolutely awful. I think I threw away finally that first copy because it was, it was bad. But um, I kind of lost my writing edge for a couple of years. I got delved more into back into reading. But then my other grandpa passed away, and he had always really encouraged me to write. So after he passed away, I got back into writing, and I actually self-published my first novel in 2013 um, called Helen Heals, and it was a, based on a story that he had been telling me for a long time. And uh, since then, I've published, self-published two other novels. Um, my main genre is romance. I, I love romantic novels. I love the watching the journey of two people fall in love. Uh, I'm currently actually experimenting with a general fiction novel with strong romantic elements, and I also like to write blog posts on my website. Um, my current work's in progress. I actually have two works in progress. Dreams is my current one, and it's a story set, in the set from the 1970s until the present day, um, set around the music scene. I don't want to reveal too much because it's kind of almost like an epic novel, but it's, it's a definitely a saga novel, and I, I love throwing it back to saga novels that are very similar to the 80s novels. Um, and then Ideal Hero, which is a continuation of a series I've been working, I actually began with, and it's about a, um, I guess, an overweight girl who ends up falling in love with a Hollywood movie star. And then I, as always, we always have, as writers, we always have ideas going on in our head, so I have an idea for a pirate novel that I'm going to eventually write called The Pirate Princess. It's kind of a twisted take on a fairy tale. Uh, Faithfully is a sequel to Dreams that I am planning at this point, and I'm also working on a untitled, as of right now, romantic suspense novel. So, um, now we're going to talk about the reasons why we write, because some people are like, ah, oh, writing's just so boring, it's all academic and that, but it can mm -hmm. be really fun too. So, um, first we're going to talk about kind of um, a reason why we write as inspiration. Well, I kind of already touched on um, what inspires me. Most of my ideas I get from novels are actually through dreams. I find dreams very fascinating, and it can really unlock potential for new stories and just really wild ideas that are groundbreaking. So I think it's really cool. I did have a dream actually once where, and there was this dialogue that I remember, I remember it sticking out in my head, and it always has stuck ever since and I'm just waiting to use it in a novel. I've never had any other dream that really stuck with me like that, but I've had that happen too, where there's just that, that dialogue where you're just like, that's got to go somewhere, because that's just great. There's something about it that needs to happen. It's always amazing when you can like remember things like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, it's a lot more real life. Like It's something I see. It's got. It, sometimes it's a situation that's happening to me, or it's something I'm seeing like be it in a movie sometimes or a television series or in the case of my current work in progress it's stuff I'm reading about um that happened in history that just inspires me I'm like oh my goodness I gotta write about that like that just sounds awesome like I want to explore that more it's more of the realistic stuff that I just I'm seeing every day and, and the ins and outs I guess of life and that's really fun too because I could see that and like 
my like historical elements to what I write because I love I'm like fascinated by other cultures like you know ancient Egypt's one of my favorite and uh, <laughs> and I, I would just love I love exploring places like that because it, it can really just dig deep into your imagination and you can go places you've never been before you really can and the research itself can be an adventure too very fun because it takes you there mm-hmm. it takes you there well, what else inspires you Maggie um, I would probably say uh, my life experiences and also like friends and stuff too. Sometimes I get inspiration from characters by people I know or, you know, um, just, uh, yeah, sometimes like uh, characters on TV will really inspire me. I really um, enjoy like strong female characters and um, try to um, create an essence of that in what I write too. Because I think that's really important. Yeah, and I think writing—it's just—it's like that. You just you see it some you see something somewhere else that somebody else did, and you're just like you you want to do that too in a way. You want to be able to create some that type of feeling in a reader. It's yeah, just, and put your own twist on you it. You do. <laughs> it's it's true. I mean, I wouldn't have half the character ideas I do if I didn't. Um, the next point I think of why we write is our dedication and the discipline. Um, writing really, I I participated in NaNoWriMo um, for the last three Novembers and it's kind of given me a sense of purpose to writing. It gives me a goal of how much I should be writing per day and it really actually made me more dedicated to actually writing. I have, I sometimes have a problem with putting in my writing every day even though I know I should but I, it gives me that chance to just know, give me that goal and then I'm happy when I hit that goal and, it, and then you can just see your word count just escalate and your story just progress. Yeah, I totally agree with that. She was amazing with NaNoWriMo. Oh my gosh, I don't know how she cranked out so many words, but it was awesome. And I, I know I personally have a lot of problems with trying to find time to write and just set aside that time that I need to, you know, crank words out. Life of a college student. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I think definitely discipline goes along with it. I mean, it's also, as we said, like, like we really stress that's really fun um but um discipline goes a lot into it like you have to put in the time otherwise nothing's gonna come out of it and I think what keeps me going from that is new story ideas that keep floating around in my head I'm like I gotta get to this other story but first I want to finish this one (laughs) that is so true I I've been running into that a lot where I'm like oh I gotta finish this story so I can get to this story but you in some ways in that way you're forgetting the great story you're working on right (laughs) and you have to almost sometimes I find you have to rediscover that story too you have to be like that's the reason I fell in love with that story idea. That's the reason I wanted to write that story. It's sometimes why I flip-flop in between books until I figure out where I need to work. Yeah, and I think, like, that helps a lot with, um, you know, uh, just trying to, like, figure out where you're at with a story. If you're, like, stuck on something, you might want to move to something else. Usually I don't flip-flop to another story because, I don't know, I, I'm, like, weird. I try and stick with one story and then just crank it out and I'm like I am not moving on to another book until I finish this one (laughs) but um overall I I think whatever works for you you got to do it you really do have to do it that way you have to just basically you just have to stay persistent and keep pushing on and writing those stories um I know for me another huge reason why I write is because I feel there's a story that needs to be told 
that's a, that's to me that is the that is one of the biggest keys and especially with my current work in progress both of them actually i feel like those are stories that haven't been written yet and just need to be written they're just there's there's something there for me i think it's mostly because i have the personal vested interest and i think other people would too if if i can make them care about those those stories I also think that's really important, having kind of like a moral to the story, You like having like a purpose to it. I mean, it's also fun to write stories just to write them, but I think um, writing stories about, you know, um, social issues or anything that really just kind of, you know, needs to be told um, gets out there and you can kind of help bring that issue or um, idea to light to your readers, which is really great. I kind of see that for you with, um, you were talking about your current work in progress with the oil spill. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of bringing an invite. I know you're a big environmentalist, so you're bringing like environmental issues right into your story, Mm -hmm. kind of integrating that into like a fantasy novel, which is really actually very clever, to be honest. It's a different way to get people, it's almost going back to the dystopian novels to do that, I think. (laughs) That's cool. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I definitely do try and um, bring more, I'm actually kind of experimenting more into bringing environmental issues into my books. So I think that's that's a fun way to do it because, you know, this is kind of like a story that needs to be told and it's very relevant to, um, you know, today's modern society. And I think that it helps a lot to know, you know, like have this in popular culture. I mean, my books aren't popular culture yet, but one day, <laughs> one day. One, one day we both will have books in popular culture. <laughs> I mean, with my current book, I actually, um, I was watching um, the History of the Eagles documentary, and one of the things that inspired me within that documentary, among the many things, was a line that um, guitarist Joe Walsh said, and he said, I want our generation to be remembered like the Roaring Twenties, what we did and what we, what we created. And that just struck me. I was just like, wow, like that generation really was that way. That generation really did do so much for our culture. And that's what inspired me to write Dreams because I, I really do feel that the 70s is an equivalent of the Roaring Twenties or or an, kind of an, maybe even an extension. And it's just, there was so many great things going on in culture, particularly in music at the time. And for me, that just, when he said those words, I'm like, that means I somebody has to write about it. Somebody has to tell that story. And I, I felt like, okay, I'm going to tell that story. And, I, and I'm going to do the best I can to make, make him proud and make every other musician who lived in that time period proud, hopefully. And that's awesome, too, because, you know, um, just bringing new ideas out there and um, trying to, you know, tell a story that maybe somebody else can't tell for themselves. And that's kind of our job as writers, I feel like, is kind of our goal, like speaking for... For people who don't have a voice necessarily, yeah. I and mean, that's true, or things that are under under discussed or pushed under the rug. I mean, those are those are things we wouldn't have. We wouldn't know about a lot of issues unless writers before us had had said this. This is a problem, and it may, and it may have been in a novel like um, Upton Sinclair's *The Jungle*, where we found out about how disgusting meatpacking plants were. Right. Like we wouldn't we wouldn't have known about that had he not written that novel. Um, the, I mean, it, novels can have such social impact, and I feel like people do forget that. They're often just written off as entertainment, and most of the time, for me, it's true they are entertainment, but there's usually an underlying, deeper thing that you can you can see. Right, definitely. It was interesting, too. In my um, forensics class, we were discussing, well, in the, in the chapter in the book, it was talking about um, people who really had an impact on 
um, the creation and development of forensics. And what was interesting was the author mentioned that Sherlock Holmes was actually um, an influence on forensics because that author brought up several um, different ideas that um, were kind of ideas about how to explore forensics, like um, a new type of like fingerprinting or whatnot that um, actually became reality several years later. So it kind of predicted what would happen in forensics, and I thought that was pretty interesting. That's, that's, I did not know that. That's really interesting. Yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle really was a, a brilliant person to write Sherlock Holmes, but it's incredible. Like, you wouldn't think, that you would think those were just serial things that were pu- published in um, British newspapers. That's all. They they were supposed to just be entertainment, but they ended up inspiring forensics. I mean, yeah, that's, that's inspiring science. I mean, further. that's a, that's a huge that's a huge deal for writing. I mean, to think that maybe someday our stories can maybe not probably not science. I doubt I doubt you or I are yeah, are going to be in, <laughs> are going to be inspiring science, but we could be inspiring something within culture. I mean, that's usually what I hope to do. I, I think culture is such a it's such a fascinating thing, and like. reflecting different cultures I think it's very important and maybe historical cultures I guess is probably one of my yeah one of my primary interests I think that's really cool too because like if I am discussing like an ancient culture in my book it's kind of like showing like some fiction but also some fact about you know what that time period was like and I think it kind of helps educate more people about that because it's something that's you know unique and interesting and not a lot of people know about so it's fun to share knowledge like that when we've done all the research and stuff like that and um, oftentimes those stories are very unique to that culture that those stories would be different if you were telling them in a different time i know my book would not work if it was starting set starting now my current work in progress dreams if you were trying to set it in the current music scene which part of the book is but if you started it there the story wouldn't have gone the same way at all because the 70s music scene was an entirely different music scene than our current one is. The groupies were entirely in a, a, a different situation. I mean, that was an entirely different type of... There was so much free love and all that. That was not... That's not us. And I think reflecting that and reflecting that that was okay back then is, is important. You, all, I, f- I also feel like you're putting yourself in a cultural context, you know. And some people will read that wrong. Cultural context. You know, I mean, like yeah. any, like it happens with Greek culture and Roman culture, that some things were acceptable and now they're not acceptable. But that's 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 a risk you take, I think, no matter what time period you're in. I mean, you can't be, always be perfectly accurate. No, absolutely. And me not. and you, we write fiction, yeah. So it's not supposed to be perfect, no. but nonetheless, we try our best to be. Oh yes. You know, as accurate as possible. I mean, I, I usually write fantasy, so mine's a little bit. Um, takes a spin off of that, but it kind of has some of those underlying um, aspects of culture. But um, you know, you just do the best you can. You do, you do, you just do the best you can. That that is that's true. You just you tell the story you can tell and to the best of your ability, and hope that readers take it on. So um, another one of our um, creative, uh, or sorry, why we write is um, for stress relief or for creative outlet. So we're just going to kind of discuss that now. Um, I know, personally, it would be 
like so hard to not have something where I could creatively express myself. I've always been a creative person, like since I was a little kid. I loved to sing. I loved music. I loved um, drawing and coloring and um, painting and um, writing lyrics and stuff and reading. Um, as I got older, I, I mostly liked reading, but <laughs> that was more of my high school age. Um, but uh, I mean, I really just think if you don't have something that you can have like a creative outlet in, it's, it's a lot harder. It's very difficult. I mean, I, I have severe anxiety and so I, I need something that, that will just take the edge off oftentimes. And a lot of people are very confused at how writing would take stress off. But being able to kind of, you're, you were escaping, so a feeling like you can escape into this world that you've created and just immerse yourself into the characters uh, and their problems. Well, it makes your problems not look so bad, usually, <laughs> first of all. Yeah, but we're bad to our characters sometimes. <laughs> we're awful to our characters. But it also, um, sometimes, besides putting it you in, it puts you in perspective, but it also lets you accomplish something um even if you can't accomplish or fix if there's a problem in your life now you can't fix that you might be able to get a few couple thousand words in that will just you'll be like oh i did something today yeah it could change your character's life <laughs> it can i mean that that's an, and and sometimes you're project and, and sometimes i think you're also projecting some of that stress and anxiety into your characters like I, I always know there's always a piece of me in every character. It doesn't matter if it's a male or female Definitely. character. Me too. <laughs> there's always a piece of me that I'm like, oh, that's that's where I am in that character. And, I mean, I am actually writing a character right now who has severe anxiety, and she's in a romantic relationship. And I think um, it's a, it's I'm the, I'm the problem I'm having with it is it's such a personal story that she... Um, that I, I know I would be that way if I were in a romantic relationship. I know I would be just like she is. And I, I the sad part is I drive myself nuts writing it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm annoying. But I have to remember, I she is a character. She isn't entirely me. And that's some of the fun of it, too. You're just like, oh. It's, it's, it's also allowing you to take a step back and look at yourself and, like, what you do sometimes. True. For me, that's what that story does, I guess. Definitely. I totally agree with the stress relief thing. Like, it helps so much. I know poetry's been a great outlet for me, too. Absolutely. Especially, like, um, I can really just delve into issues or things that are just bugging me, and I can get it all out and make it sound pretty. <laughs> Absolutely. So, that's fun. Absolutely. But most of all, writing is fun. Yes, it is. It's fun. Fun. It's very fun. <laughs> I, I mean, in general, you just, it's a good time. There's so many good things about writing. I mean, I've made actually a lot of really great friends through writing. I have two critique partners um, who I work with, and we pet take a, we send our chapters back and forth to one another to critique. And I've never met either of these women. I've never seen them in person, but we are very good friends, and we talk a lot, and we, sh we, we, we encourage each other and we push each other forward in our stories and it's one it's really a wonderful really really positive relationship um and you just get to see their experiences and learn from their experience as well but you also are learning i also on a college campus you meet a lot more people so i've also met a lot more writers through college i feel like like you obviously yeah i mean i'm my like first year here in my first class of freshman year, I met a writer actually who sat like right next to me. I was like, oh, well, what do you know? So that's pretty cool. Um, also, um, I totally agree with that. I, I feel like writing like 
like when two writers meet it can enhance their friendship even more like i know me and mary fran have done writing sprints she's gotten me into them which is really cool it's really fun and it helps kind of take off some of that writer's block and helps you push mm -hmm. through something that maybe you were stuck on before and it's also they another writer will understand your problems that you're going through because sometimes you you think you're crazy because of the things writers do i i talk to myself all the time um and i i I tell myself my stories um, as I'm going to sleep. That's how it run, plays like a movie in my head. And I, I would tell a normal person these things, and they'll look at you like you're like you got three heads or something. But like I tell Maggie, and Maggie's like, "Oh, okay, whatever. Like that's cool. Like she doesn't care." And like you can project like other story ideas off of her, or like problems you're having with a character off of them, and then it, you can help each other. Really, it, it's mm -hmm. it's a help too, because it it's another resource for you. Yeah, it can definitely help if you're, like, stuck on something and be like, help, what do I do with this character? <laughs> like, so true. And then, like, after talking for a while, the whole problem will come clear, and I know that's that's pretty cool when that can happen. And I know I, like, I've even read back passages to you and other people, and that, and I can find out where the story sounds really good. Like, when we found that really good line in my yeah. current work in progress, <laughs> we were both just like, oh, that sounds so good. Yeah, we were, like, nerdy writers right there, like, oh my gosh, that, that sentence was beautiful. <laughs> like we were just thought it was the best sentence. Yeah, we I, were enjoying it. <laughs> we, and and to everybody else was probably looking at us like, okay, it's a sentence. <laughs> Where's the rest of it? But we thought it was great. But that's part of the fun of being a writer. You get to experience those things with somebody else. For me also, I've gotten to experience uh, my success with my friends and with other people. And I've gotten to show and I've gotten to see, you know, my books on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever. And that's that's something. Like I never thought like ten years ago we would have never conceived ebooks. Conceived the mm -hmm. idea of ebooks. Okay, maybe it was longer ago than that, but here nor there. You never would have conceived that idea and now to think that I have books on my tablet that I can just read. Like right there without having to carry a physical book, that's that's a crazy thought. And I'm I have my all of my books are ebooks. Um so just to be able to think that I could do it all by myself without the help of an actual traditional publisher to me is is inconceivable. It was incons would have been even inconceivable even a few years ago, but now I've been able to do it all on my own. I mean, I'm working towards traditional publishing eventually, but I'm getting the opportunity to have a little bit of a taste of success at this point. Yeah, and I definitely, I know for when I start publishing, um, after I edit, I gotta do lots of editing yet, but once I um, publish one of my first books, I know I want to have Mary Fran help me with that and um, self-publish like an ebook, like she did. And I think that's a great way to start out because um, you know it gets your book out there, and I, that, it, it's awesome. <laughs> and, it, and it's I think it's hard work. It really is hard work um, self-publishing. We we'll we'll have another special podcast for for just for self-publishing, but that it's hard work. You you do all the work yourself. I mean. A lot of people say it's the easy way out, but I think it's actually pretty tough. You you really do appreciate every book that a person buys. It's true. Mm -hmm. So I think we're gonna wrap it up now. Yeah, I, I guess. think so. So just FYI, our we do have a, a, a our Q, our question and answer box is open on Tumblr at betweenthebookends.tumblr.com. So if you have any questions, please submit to our ask box, and we will be sure to answer them on our next show if possible. Um, I know what I'm currently reading. What are you currently reading, Maggie? Well, I am currently reading, um, it's a book called The Murder House by James Patterson, 
and um, it's basically about this house in the Hamptons, which um, is the scene of a bunch of unsolved murders. And basically, um, this detective named Jenna Murphy has to try and figure out what's going on in this crazy town in the Hamptons, which is like, you know, luxury. Um, and basically just um, try and figure out who's guilty, who's not, if, you know, this trial who is following this one suspect is correct or not. Um, it's it's just a very interesting book. Um, I really like it because, you know, it's it's fast-paced. It's got short chapters, which I'm actually a fan of in some cases. I really like this book so far. James Patterson's great, though. Yeah. Um, I, um, I am currently reading... My book is not nearly as exciting as um, Maggie's, but I'm reading a book actually for research for... Um, my for my current book dreams i'm reading a book called laurel canyon the inside story of rock and roll's legendary neighborhood um by michael walker and it basically tells the story of all the singer songwriters that were writing in laurel canyon california in the mainly the 1960s 1970s um basically it would focus on Joni mitchell jackson brown the mamas and the papas the eagles any of those bands um and i'm just trying with that book and it's just it's very i'm only a couple chapters in but it's actually pretty interesting i think because it kind of gives insight into these how these creative minds like we're all inspired by this this canyon in the hollywood hills and um it's kind of where a lot of my book is set so i'm hoping that this book will give me a lot more insight so that i can put my characters in that position that's very cool. I love that you're reading a book that, like, will help you with your other book. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, so for our next episode, we are going to be covering authors that inspire us. So that should be an interesting episode as well. Oh, it will be. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that one. Um, well, we were really glad. I hope I hope you enjoyed our first episode of Between the Bookends. Thank you so much for listening to us in our crazy little first episode. <laughs> we promise we'll get better. But until next week, you'll find us between, between the, the bookends. Book